day. This is Bunta Vista, a speaky over radio program broadcast across Australia and the territories by 46KUM and ABC Radio National. A special hello today to our friends in southern Rhodesia, who are British <laughs> through thick and thin. I'm Theo, and as customary, we shall now all take a moment to kiss our portrait of King George VI, which I'll now pass around to my colleagues in the studio. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. No one wants to hear this. I say. <laughs> Joining me today is scientician and author of the book, Through the Scientific Method, Proof That Missionary Position is the Only Possible Engagement in Spousal Contact, Mr. Andrew Law. Mr. Law, as a man of science and good decency, can you please explain your results? Uh, yes. This is the only way my wife will have sex with me. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Mr. Law, although I frankly question the necessity of writing 714 pages proving what we all already knew to be fact. Also with me is Woman, an author of the book Female Pleasure is Still Known to be False, and there's no need to check, Miss Lucy Valentine. Miss Valentine, first of all, congratulations for giving it a go. What are some of the hurdles you encountered attempting to apply your feminine cognition to the masculine task of worldliness? Look, it's all just been very tough for me. You know, I'm very stupid. I'm very <laughs> dumb and my brain doesn't work. And I really appreciate you even deigning to speak to me, sir. Well, it took a lot of convincing to get you on. I'm not <laughs> sure if it will come through. Finally, we have journalist for popular Gazette Junkie and other respected mastheads, charlatan and author of the compiled series of lies, Intercourse is Fun and is Not Supposed to Hurt, Mr. Jim Marlowe. <laughs> Mr. Marlowe, why have you chosen to make our Princess Elizabeth cry? <clears throat> well, I just thought, you know, like, uh, if uh, she was having fun, uh, she better stop. <laughs> Very good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and now to the news in non-Indochina. <laughs> 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 I gotta choose to stop doing that voice now. Oh, <laughs> no, you have God, to do it for the Josh. rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. You have Absolutely. decided on this. Absolutely, Absolutely you, not. You <sighs> you stuck with it for a long time. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I was I was weighing up doing a South African accent because you know it's quite funny, <laughs> but I can only really say like "blick" in Sierra <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just decided that it was probably better not to. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was there was a lot of kind of Rhodesia stuff there that I put in and took out. So <laughs> be, be happy. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, even the mention of it is basically flirting with disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My goodness. Um, speaking of the news, we've got Jim here to talk to us about some news today. Uh, mm. News. Have you heard about it? So there's been some news going on, particularly. <laughs> In relation to our relationship with China. And uh, it started this entire thing. Okay. Started with something that we haven't really talked about on the show in any great level of detail. On account of, it's not very funny. Uh, no. We like to talk about things that we find funny. This one, hmm. Not, not that many laughs to be had out of, uh, I guess, Australia's foray into international war crimes. Hmm. Hmm. You know, Not so uh, funny. We did, we did talk that one time about the um, the Australian unit that decided to fly the swastika mm. um, oh, yeah. for some yeah. reason. For kind of funny. No, we then, boys being boys. I, like boys being recall, boys. Recall, yeah. It's not a surprise to me. Am I allowed to say the N-word on the show? I am black. 
Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Does this can stop you? I don't think we can stop you. Okay, great. So I'm legally allowed. I have a card. Um, I, I'm not surprised by the swastika thing because I went to high school with this dude who like looks me dead in the eye. He used to call me Blackie all the time. He looked me dead in the eye and was like, I want to join the army so I can go and shoot sand diggers. <laughs> Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, so I was not surprised by that. Yeah. And, and did he? I, I mean, he's probably doing it. Yeah. I, I don't really keep in contact with him for some reason. He's he's living somebody's dream, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of cultural issues in the Australian military, it seems. And this started with, or like our awareness of this started uh, due to stories published in 2017 by the ABC called uh, The Afghan Files. And then a whole bunch of raids happened in 2019. Uh, so this is from the ABC. Uh, AFP leave Ultimo building with files after hours long raid over Afghan Files stories. And just before you start that story, Andrew, mm-hmm. I've just got to take my shirt off real quick because it's fucking hot in Brisbane. So okay. stay with me and then we'll be back. It is, it's an audio format, but it's important Didn't for you really to- Didn't really need to say it at you all. Yeah, he's just muted his mic. He's just letting us know why he's stepping away from the microphone mm-hmm. for a second. I am, I am basically nude at this point. Please continue. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> the stories by ABC investigative journalists Dan Oak and Sam Clark revealed allegations of unlawful killings and misconduct by Australian special forces in Afghanistan and were based off hundreds of pages of secret defense documents leaked to the ABC. Uh, three AFP officers entered the ABC building around 11.30 a.m., followed shortly afterwards by three police IT technicians. Uh, they armed, you reckon? I don't think so. Maybe. Who knows? AFP officers served the ABC legal team with a warrant and searched for information related to the warrant. The AFP told the ABC they wanted to search through email systems in relation to the people mentioned in the search warrant and were searching data holdings between April 2016 and July 2017. They searched for article drafts, graphics, digital notes, visuals, raw television footage, and all versions of scripts related to the Afghan file stories. Uh, thousands of items were found, which matched search terms listed in the warrant. So they then uh, attempted to have like Annika Smethurst and Dan Oakes, uh, two of the journalists involved, charged with like breaking national security laws. And I think that went off to like the director of public prosecutions or whatever whatever it is to see if there's enough case, enough evidence to make a case or anything. Uh, and then in May this year, they dropped the case against Smethurst, and in October this year. They dropped the case against Oaks. Now, I don't know if the reason that they dropped that case is because shortly after that, the Brereton report came out that said, yeah, that stuff in the Afghan files, imagine it was much worse and also Mm. very true. Mm. (laughs) But it really did set up the tone, I think, of our approach to this, which is knowing is the problem. Mm. Yes. We We don't like it that you know about this. Personally, I'd like to know nothing. Yeah. No, well, we all try that at Bunta Vista, so you're among friends. We do our best. Mm-hmm. Famous for that. But now we have to read some things off of the page. So at the end of this, we will and our listeners will also know at least something, which is unfortunate. S- and none stuff. of it is pleasant. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, Theo, it's interesting that um, in the wake of this report coming out, that I've seen quite a few, I guess, um, you know, career uh, journalists in Australia sort of suggest that, like, we we are better than other countries mm. because, you know, we release this report. This. 
and we released this report and we're talking about it and we're going to do something about it. It's like, yeah, didn't we also try and like jail some journalists beforehand for kind of like te- for telling people about try it? To do the authoritarian thing, like, ah, oh, we probably should send some people to jail over this. Why not start with the journalists? I mean, like, obviously the lesson is never tweet, right? Because these people probably were just like saw like some like Chinese person like talking shit about us, and they were like. Well, we can't have that, you know. You like obviously much worse than us because you're Chinese. When um they just like didn't even think about the fucked up shit our government does on a daily basis, really. And we'll get into that. One hundred percent. So again, from the ABC, Afghanistan war crimes report released by Defense Chief Angus Campbell includes evidence of thirty nine murders by special forces. Uh, So once again, this this has all kind of been happening over previous weeks, and we hadn't really talked about it up to this point. The long-running probe found credible information that 25 current or former Australian Defence Force personnel were involved in these serious crimes, either carrying out the offences or at least being accessories to the incidents. The report recommends a total of 36 incidents be referred to the Australian Federal Police for criminal investigation. The heavily redacted findings of Major General Paul Brereton's investigation, which took four and a half years to complete, were released in camera on Thursday by Chief Angus Campbell. Yeah. So I think it's important to note that the reaction that we're having now, uh, the reaction that we're having in the in the media, um, and and the damnation that's sort of going uh, going towards this, is based on the redacted findings. Um, one of them was just a page that was entirely redacted out, and then underneath was a comment um, describe which, describing the above re- redacted section as possibly the most disgraceful episode in Australia's military history. Just think about. Like, so, what do we think it is? Like, it's probably some like like it, some it is, fucked up. Like, they're, they're, really, they're really selling the sizzle. They, they are that. really selling that. This is a this is like a, a my lie kind of kind of incident, right? Like, the, there is. I mean, we will find out in time, perhaps if they haven't already shredded it all, right? Um, but the fact so let's, we will get into what what some of the war crimes that they've deigned appropriate to mm, tell us about. The lesser war crimes. The lesser war crimes. Mm. Um, the, the sort of jokey war crimes. Um, and then try and think of something worse than that. And mm. So, so here's, here's some examples for you from the report. Um, and Major General Broughton made a point of saying that none of these things could be described as things that happened in the heat of battle. Yeah, so all there, of the comments to be like, oh, you know, the pressure that they're under, the blah, blah, blah. This the is, fog of war. fog of war is 100% not it. That's they not were just like, happening. all of these things happened outside of actual combat and, and just involved, like, someone being executed, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quotes, the cases in which it has been found that there is credible information of a war crime are ones where it was or should have been plain that the person killed was a non-combatant, he said. The inquiry said junior soldiers were often required by their patrol commanders to shoot prisoners to get their first kill in a practice known as blooding. Oh boy. Like a, like a gang, if you will. Yeah. Kind of like a criminal gang. Real blood in, blood out kind of kind of scenario. But wait, no, so we're, I, I thought we were over there to... Win hearts and minds. Hearts and minds? Heart, hearts yeah. and minds. Okay. Oh, boy. I wonder if there's a tally of... Hearts and minds versus whatever this is. Yeah, this is definitely the rough. (laughs) Sorry, Jim. No, when does this podcast get funny? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was about to say Mm. this is the rough part. Maybe not today. We'll Uh, get to the posting later. Oh, it'll it'll get to the funny. It may be funny if you hate Afghani's, probably. 
Yeah, uh, which I would apparently hope that that's none of our listeners. None of our <laughs> listeners. I, I I hope if you if you do fall into that, please stop listening to the show. Please write in and then immediately um, redacted yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Commit a parody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the inquiry also found evidence that some Australian troops in Afghanistan carried throwdowns, such as weapons, radios, and grenades not issued by the ADF, which would be planted next to the bodies of Afghan civilians to suggest they were a legitimate target in any post-incident investigations. Ah, so the American police method. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just toss one in there. Um, this practice probably originated for the less egregious, though still dishonest, purpose of avoiding scrutiny where a person who was legitimately engaged turned out to not be armed. Oh, the so, less egregious thing where they weren't armed. <laughs> Just a bit of dishonesty, sure. They call that a whoopsie in the armed mm. forces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, oopsie dipsie. But how? how is... So that's basically just like, I saw a guy and I thought, hey, maybe he's a combatant and I immediately killed him. Mm. Again, well, the uh, American there police defence. There wasn't an example of that. Um, the... The um the American guy who came out and was like, yeah, these Australians are too fucked up for me. Yeah, he was like they he like they got out of a helicopter. They saw a guy who they thought might be a lookout, and they just shot him. Yeah, he wasn't I, armed. I wanted to find that again, but I couldn't. I couldn't search it. But that comment really stuck with me. That the American mm. forces believe the Australian forces to be basically too psychotic to work with. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, really, I think what one of the things that I've sort of um taken from from reading different stuff about this is that it's uh more it seems to be more of a pronounced issue with like the sort of specialist operators the, the SAS, type yeah, guys SAS and- the, the navy seals and the sas and whatever the uh whatever the british version of this is because there's been stuff coming out in the wake of this of like people saying britain should not be on their high horse about this because they've been over there doing exactly this and i'm sure that there are a bunch of like um you know american special forces who've been doing exactly this kind of stuff as well but it sounds like um people who are there doing not as specifically psychotic stuff like people who are over there to be like (laughs) helicopter pilots or whatever see the stuff that they're doing and go hey that's not good (laughs) that's well, there was there was you the report. Do that. There was an American chopper pilot who who reported um, going to pick up SAS like an SAS unit and prisoners that they had, and they said, "How many people do you have?" And they said, "Well, there's us and six prisoners." And they said, "No, no, that's one person too many. We can't carry that many people." And they said, "Okay," and then came back on the radio a second later and said, "Now we have five prisoners." Ugh. Yeah, do you think they let him go, guys? For you, or? yeah, it could be four. Um, He's probably gone to the farm. Yeah, so like, so a bunch of examples where basically uh, Americans saying, um, saying things like, "Well, I'll say this about working with the Australian guys: any time that you went out with them, you saw action. Like there was there was never a time when you went out and nobody got shot. Basically, so um, you know, not great. I think I think we're all gonna say." So, uh, so basically, that's all the awful shit that has come out in this report so far. The suggestion is very strongly that there is uh, much worse to come. Uh, oh, don't with- forget the um, the slitting the children's throats. We- I think we got to that. Yeah. Did we- so, there's the worse river. than that. That's so great to know. Yeah, yeah. Like 14-year-olds. <laughs> The, the the suggestion within the uh, report is that this none of this is about the treatment of enemy combatants. It is that basically... 
I mean, the the gist of it, as far as I can see, is that basically any time that the SAS were, like, doing a mission and moving through an area, if they saw a person, they would kill them. Uh, and so, like, it w- there would just be, like, a farmer standing in his field that they were walking through and they'd go, hey, better kill that guy. And so they killed a lot of farmers and women and children. Uh, very fucked up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So That's pretty much all we have to say about that. Yep. So now it's time to ask ourselves, how did the Australian media respond to this? Probably normally. The, mm. the notoriously thoughtful uh, and introspective Australian media. Mm, very critical of our diggers, the Australian media, right? <laughs> there, so there was a cover of the Daily Telegraph that made uh, both me and Theo feel like we were having a stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, which they chose to lead with a gigantic headline that said, Heroes in the Frame. Now, Hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but number one, we're starting off with heroes. Strongly suggests that these guys are already heroes and their reputations are being besmirched. Um, But also, doesn't in the frame kind of suggest that they are being falsely accused? I don't really know what it's supposed to... Jim, can yeah. you get a read on this? So- no, no. Um, I I sort of think of the Daily Telegraph and other um, Murdoch mastheads uh, and their like front page headlines is like a different language. Yeah. I don't really understand what it is that they're trying to say most of the time and it's usually something racist or fucked up. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to say no, I have no idea. But so in- I'm leaning towards they don't give a shit about the Afghans. Mm. That's probably a reasonable default position to take. Um, in the movie Jack Reacher, starring Tom Cruise. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, um, so, so they're based on a, they're based on like a series of books that are very like, um, you know, pulpy kind of thing. Yeah, and there's a does. scene in that where he's, he's been like stitched up for a murder and he says to a guy on the phone, uh, you were looking to put me in a frame. As All in right. framing me huh. for a murder. And as soon as I looked at this, I was like, heroes in the frame. You're looking to put them in the frame. You Wait, are, are you framing. telling me the headline readers, uh, writers of the Daily Telegraph can read? <laughs> <laughs> they, well, if they're reading anything, they're reading a long series of like airport novels, yeah. basically. Um, but yeah, like my, my first read of this was basically like, these guys are heroes and, and people are trying to frame them yeah, it's for a crimes. stitch up. Um, yeah. I also enjoy the fact that they've that that is about one quarter perhaps of the front page. Yep, three quarters of the front page is a photo of Guy Sebastian, <laughs> war criminal. <laughs> and noted war criminal. He might have brought Wuhan back from like the fucking from the markets, man. Oh, Who man. knows? Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. That was a fun time. <laughs> yeah, where he's like, lots of exciting stuff coming up. <laughs> Keep an eye out. So that yeah, was um, just so ate some was, crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was from the cover and from the article itself. Digger's face having metal stripped. Like uh, that's the problem. That's, mm. that's the big consequence of this. Uh, Digger's face having metal stripped. Australian soldiers face potential criminal charges and having their medals stripped after a damning report into the actions of some special forces operatives in Afghanistan. I know Uh, I should be surprised. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but it's honestly incredible how much 
mental gymnastics it would have taken to turn something so objectively awful into like, well, maybe they didn't do it. Remember when a bunch of News Corp journalists got laid off and Ben published that article that was like laid off News Corp journalists now free to take jobs as actual journalists and <laughs> people got so fucking mad anyway yeah. anyway yeah, it's class solidarity bro that's what it is fucking war crimes apologia um because this is what the media is well and and like you said lucy that that the that the reaction to this is just like oh no what if they had their like Murder Olympics participation trophies taken off them. Right. Even being presented with something just so disgusting, they can't be like, fuck, that's awful. Do you think they get them all in a big line and the queen comes along and just takes the medal back off their head? (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. And uh, down the bottom of this article, it says, the only person named as being under investigation by the Inspector General, Australia's most decorated living soldier, Ben Robert Smith. Issued a statement last night saying, quote, I welcome the announcement today by the Prime Minister. I'm not mad. Do not put it in the paper that I am mad. Yes. (laughs) Uh, There was an article in the Herald Sun after this. Just, uh, you're sitting down for this one, right, Jim? Yep. Uh, If we want the truth from our military about how people were killed in Afghanistan, comma, we must also demand it from our political leaders about why people died in Victoria, Peter oh, Credlin writes. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Are you kidding? Get fucked, shut up. <laughs> the, the, title, the title for that article is One Rule for SAS, Another for Dan Andrews. Oh, oh, and there's a Jesus picture of Christ. Dan Andrews with a backdrop of like a soldier with a gun. Afghans uh, died? Oh, Afghanis died? Well, what about uh, other people who died? <laughs> Do you mm. ever think about that, dickhead? These are very equivalent situations. Oh, there are, fucking God. There are civilians who were taken prisoner and then executed as part of an initiation ritual uh, by SAS soldiers. And then there's the real criminal, Dan Andrews. Yeah, he's a Dan. dictator. Chairman, Chairman Dan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Lucky she wasn't like, you know, personal advisor to the Prime Minister for yeah. many, yeah, many years, like fucking mm. worm time. That'd be bad, eh? God. And now we get to the good stuff, Why? in my view. <laughs> Why we're <laughs> here. Sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, now things have, have accelerated uh, and we have entered a new stage of cyber warfare. That's right. We're talking about posting. We're talking about uh, Chinese government officials and uh, state media editors shitposting at Australia and making them very, very mad. Yeah, on Twitter we would refer to this as wading in. And they have not just waded in. <laughs> oh, God. So... Do we put the disclaimer up front? Is this where oh, the disclaimer yeah. goes? Yeah. What's the absolutely. disclaimer? The disclaimer I, goes that uh, we're... Clearly not uh, endorsing the general actions of China, and that there is clearly a a, a large um, bunch of stuff that we don't necessarily want to get into that the the Chinese government should be condemned for. Uh, but we also don't live there, so 
we're going please to talk don't about. Yell at us. Please don't yell at us. Uh, we are going into this with the full understanding of that. Um, we, this but is we about need posts. to talk about the we stuff have to that's talk, funny. We have to talk about the things that are funny, uh, and it's also the people in Australia that are doing the terrible stuff are much closer for us to yell at. So, yep. don't get mad. Thank you. Almost like the people in Australia are the ones where, like, um, our own actions and how we vote and all that sort of thing that's, might actually have some kind of impact. That's on exactly anyway. right. So, uh, a post appeared from uh, what is what is helpfully noted by Twitter as China government account uh, from Li Zhao, and he attached a a picture to this, which we'll get into in a second. And he said, shocked by murder of Afghan civilians and prisoners by Australian soldiers, we strongly condemn such acts and call for holding them accountable. And he attached to this an image. This image, uh, Jim, do you want to have a go at describing the notorious uh, Chinese meme that has simply rocked our nation? <laughs> Just a single image brought our nation to its knees. Um, <laughs> It's a, an Australian soldier holding a child with a knife to his throat. The child is also draped in an Australian flag and they're standing on a jigsaw puzzle of an Afghan, like a, a flag of Afghanistan, which is um, questionable. I'm not really sure what that's supposed to mean, but everything else is pretty like evident. Oh, yeah, the child is also holding like a pure white baby lamb. <laughs> Just in case the symbolism yeah. wasn't really there for you. Yeah. Uh, and there's a caption down at the bottom that says, don't be afraid, we are coming to bring you peace. Um, the Australian soldier or, you know, somebody who has had Australian uh, military markings photoshopped onto them, if we want to get specific, uh, is also like uh, grinning, grinning demonically. Yeah, yeah this, can't forget that. I, I was also trying to figure out what the symbolism of the, of the puzzle piece um, Afghani flag was. Yeah, I wonder if it's um, sort of like it's a game, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, it's a game to us or it's a, you know, something that we, um, you know, we don't really have. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like there might be something there, but it's just uh, something that um, I can't really us. pass. Yeah. So, uh, this made a bunch of people very mad immediately who said, yeah, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, my feelings. Don't say that. Uh, so, this is from an article on the ABC. Uh, Will China apologize for tweet attacking Australian soldiers? Experts say it's highly unlikely. <laughs> What's an expert here? Uh, like so a Twitter expert? No, 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 no it, it was an actual like- kind of um, political expert, but I cut oh. all that stuff out of the article because uh, we already know what that's I was just a posting expert. Um, yeah. So, uh, it says here, the tweet by China's foreign ministry spokesman, Zhao Lijian, shows a doctored image reportedly originally created by a Chinese nationalist artist depicting a grinning Australian soldier holding a bloodied knife to the throat of an Afghan child. The graphic post is an attempt to criticise Australia over the damning Brereton war crimes inquiry into the conduct of Australian special forces I feel like they did more than attempt. Yeah. Before, before we get too far dunk. away from this, though, like, did... Like we don't ha- we don't describe the people who make the cartoons in the Australian as like nationalist cartoonists. We that's should also, like fuck, that's yeah, such fuck a we good should. Idea. But like the, it's just like you know, I'm um, obviously this is not something. If you like you know eating from the trash can, right? Um, you you don't really like <laughs> notice. But like 
they they probably didn't realize as they were writing that that they were positioning um you know his nationalism as, as different to ours but anyway sorry, uh, well 100 percent, and it's like it's very similar to the fact that uh this man's account is marked as a china government account mm, and the other 100%. ones you know you know chinese state-owned media but the bbc isn't or the abc isn't or you know mm. uh, so on and so forth it's it's exactly along the same lines well, even like even all of the accounts that are like um, you know Australian MPs and senators and the Prime Minister and stuff like that, all of their verified Twitter accounts for the Honourable whoever the fuck, those aren't denoted as like Australian government account. Any of those things? Uh, for some reason, weirdly, China that gets China those and ones. Russia. Weird. Yeah. Weird coincidence. Uh, China's Foreign Affairs Ministry addressed the tweet during a televised press conference on Monday defending Mr. Zhao's actions. Quote, The huge reaction from the Australian side to my colleague's personal tweet (laughs) suggests that it is reasonable for Australian soldiers to kill innocent Afghan civilians in cold blood, but it's unreasonable for others to condemn the crime. Spokeswoman Hua Chunying said, And hey, gotcha. Where's the line? Fucking alley oop, eh? Just like just a one-two punch, and we're done. Yeah, like, they're just—they're <laughs> lining up to dunk on this. It's well, yeah, it's insane. Like I can't believe how like we just how blithely we fell for it. Blithely is that how you say that word? I actually said that. Bl- blithely, I believe. Whatever. Blithely? But you know, we like we just completely fell for it. You know, like Scott's like, hey, what, what the fuck are you doing, mate? And then they're like, ah, like Got you care more about the war, uh, the the meme than the war crimes. Yep. Uh, and gotcha. I, I didn't get any tweets in there, but of course the Australian Labor Party are tripping over their own dicks mm. to do exactly yeah. the same thing as well. Uh, we yep. saw uh, Anthony Albanese come out with this horse shit again, just just falling for it, like person after person falling into a pit of spikes. Adam Bant did it too. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, it's astonishing. But apparently this is the kind of pantomime that we need to be politically viable in this country as well. So, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, I think you can you can really see here just the, the first stages of how effective this was at a diplomatic trap for the Australian government. Like, just the, the initial tweet, they went and they went and got the picture and put it out and said, war crimes are bad, you guys. And immediately started getting very strong reactions and then followed that up by saying here, wow, you guys are getting really mad about this picture, but you didn't seem that mad about the other stuff. We all fucking owned. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. We, they, they straight up owned us. Uh, Miss Hua said the Australian government should bring the culprits of the alleged war crimes to justice and offer an official apology to the Afghan people and make the solemn pledge that they will never repeat such crimes, which again... If you remove all geopolitical context from it, is uh, technically a totally fine thing to say. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's ironic reasonable. that, unfortunately, it has to come from somewhere like China for this to actually be taken seriously. Mm. Um, and perhaps even on the uh, international stage, and instead of it just being something that we attempt to give as little oxygen to as possible, except for cries from the left who, you know, we don't really care about, so... It takes some geopolitical kind of friction for us to be even really having this conversation instead of it just being like a page nine kind of report. The image, which is believed to have been created by a Chinese nationalist artist called Fu Yu, who also goes by the nickname Quilin, has been circulating on popular Chinese social media platform Weibo. 
Uh, Quinlan reposted a screenshot of an ABC article referring to Mr. Morrison's demand for an apology and said in the caption, I heard ScoMo had big problem with my work. <laughs> <laughs> Trollface. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> The artist also expressed his support for Mr. Zhao's Twitter post in another post which said, quote, Mighty Director Zhao, fucking slap him. Let's break their defense. <laughs> they, are, they are just posting uh, on a different level. You've got to admit, this is very did, funny. We are it's completely unarmed. Did you, did you hear the dude? Um, I, I think it was a, like an editorial in one of the newspapers. And he was like, Scott Morrison should like get on his knees oh, and slap oh, himself gonna, in the we're face. Oh, we're going to get into that guy. Oh, okay, great. Don't you worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. Oh, fuck. Um, and as has been posted, uh, pointed out, you know, I was reading a, a piece in the Saturday paper last week that was talking about the deteriorating relations between Australia and China. And... Um, you know, it was saying, how how is anybody this shocked by this, given that Scott Morrison lets a lot of a lot of people in his party do whatever the fuck they like? And you've got your George Christensen's out there comparing uh, the Communist Party of China to the Nazis. Um, you've got him saying that, you know, they, they deliberately made coronavirus in a lab and unleashed it on the world. You've got... Uh, you've got... Eric Arbetz in a Senate inquiry uh, getting, like, Australians of Chinese descent up in front of the the inquiry and demanding that they publicly denounce the Communist Party of China, despite being born in Australia, despite, like, having multiple generations of their family live in Australia uh, before they were even born. And he's, like, publicly demanding in government inquiries fucking McCarthy style. Mm, yeah. Mac- that, that, that they denounce some kind of, you know, imaginary allegiance to China. Yeah, McCarthyism, but somehow make it more Sinophobic. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, you know, these, these are the people that we have in senior roles in Australian government at the moment. Other people constantly saying, like, fuck you, China. We got to take these guys to task. We got to force apologies out of them and everything. And I guess the, the sort of note that the piece in the Saturday paper ended on was, where, how do they see this ending? How many times do you think in this relationship you get to say, fuck you, China, before China, a country with like immeasurable more weight and sway in the, yeah. on, on the international yeah. stage than us says, you got it, fuck you. Yeah, it's an absolutely asymmetrical like setup here. Um, we kind of... We're not going to get into the trade war side of things because that's, you know, a whole nother hour, and we're all we don't understand trade clearly. Um, you, <laughs> I, having I will. The, the I don't know I what will. it is. You, you can sum it up pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, um, but but Scott you know, Morrison's tripping yeah. over his dick. Like that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and we've been kind of a little doing a bit of jostling in the background. Uh, recently, the the Chinese government have placed a tariff on Australian wine imports, uh, which is potentially devastating for Australia uh, and a rounding error for the Chinese. Um, <laughs> and, and people in, in Australia, like uh, um, the, the dumbest... They're losing it. They're losing it. The dumbest, most fucking barnacled on people in the media are like, we need to hit back in this trade war. And it's like, no, we don't. No, we don't. We don't. Where is this going? Where, what is your end state here? How do you see us 
doing anything more than just shitting out diapers impotently over over this mm. with the with the understanding that you know maybe hey sometimes things are shitty but you got to just suck it up because you're not going to win this fight that's straight up yeah like that's all the thing gonna- i i like people don't talk about this enough but like we that's our le- largest trading partner our economy is so dependent on them and like the fact that we go around and do stuff that they we know they hate all the time deliberately is just it's fucking stupid it is it's so, like it's like so stop hitting yourself it's like <laughs> the the funniest thing to me about the trade stuff um was how scott morrison flew over to japan recently to announce that they were i don't know theoretically near the end of a deal on like military cooperation between us and uh, notorious hated enemy of China, Japan. And China immediately went, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, you know, you know that we have lots of conflict with them, around the South China Sea, all this stuff. And they got very mad about it. And Scott Morrison's attempt at like playing this, you know, playing this right down the middle diplomatically was to essentially say, I've seen a few variants of of this, of him saying in the media, like, hey, what these big trading partners have to understand is we have other trading partners too, and we will, you know, address all of their needs individually. So, and then you just need to be nice to us. It's like, that's, again, you know, we're not fucking international trade or diplomacy experts here, but I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that if you have a massive trade partner who fucking hates some other country and dealing with them and you say to them, but what if I profited from both of you and then you just you just let me do that? No one will notice. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I think you guys really aren't taking into account is that um, we wish to continue yeah, profiting we, we from our that, relationship so. with both of you and we don't want to change anything. So maybe you could maybe you could accommodate that. I think the thing we're doing is acting like America isn't like becoming more and more impotent by the day. Like yeah. it's sort of like, you know, we've got like the big brother in the back and he's going to like back us up. But like. The, like our big brother's been doing heroin for the past four years and can <laughs> barely stand up anymore. Like, I just yeah, no, I think that's you're a hundred percent right. Like, I think there's a definite undercurrent in in this in in China's um, ability to kind of come out on this stuff mm. and and kind of dunk on us because they know that necessary. Like America's kind of America's kind of taken some time, some personal time at the moment. They're kind of <laughs> doing some self care. They're doing self well. <laughs> yeah, four more years of like stupid neoliberalism. So what they get next time is even way more worse. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. taking like punching cones to avoid your depression. Hmm. That's a uh-huh. good analogy. Mm-hmm. It's certainly but, not um, one that any of us are familiar with. <laughs> no, well, absolutely not. I I think that these. I think the suggestion also is that with Biden coming in as president, that. Uh, America is currently a lot more likely to pivot away from having any specific interest in Asia and they're much more looking to reestablish a lot of their ties with Europe. So I actually, we- um, I have a, a theory as well. Um, yep. They're going to intervene in Africa again. That's just my little theory, but oh, just, just as a little bit of fun yeah. for old time's sake. Just a yeah, lot. Ethiopia specifically, but anyway. Hmm. So, um, so then we get the reaction from Scott Morrison, which I think, if if you were one of the um, one of the people who put together this post and everything, 
could not have been happier with how this no, went. No, one hundred percent. Like, like if you put this thing out there and you were like, "Hey, you know, we just got to, we just got to take a swing at them on social media, see if we can ruffle some feathers," and then like twenty four hours later, uh, you have the prime minister of the country doing a live press conference in which he gets very mad and red faced. Mm-hmm. He you kind of crosses his like, arms, make a little wiggly motion. and yeah. <laughs> Just absolute slam dunk as far as they're concerned. So, this is, uh, this is from The Guardian. Theo has noted here, non-turf edition. <laughs> Just narrow it down. The Prime Minister Scott Morrison has demanded the Chinese government apologise and take down a, quote, repugnant foreign ministry tweet that depicted an Australian soldier cutting the throat of a civilian in Afghanistan. Yeah, good luck with that. As the outrage over the digitally altered image threatened to sink already tense relations between the two countries to a new low, Morrison said Monday that the Chinese government, quote, should be totally ashamed of this post, which he said diminished Beijing on the world stage. Oh, I, don't I bet they really did. It, did it? Really it makes them look that. cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> It's not um, even. It's not graphic, really. No, that's what I don't get. It's not. It's just like a picture, and it's based on a fact. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Like, I mean, it's very telling. That that there's out. no like material kind of um, denouncement of the yeah. of the act in the image. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of a lot of people seem to mainly only be able to express their outrage around the specific aspect that the image was doctored. Yeah. It was like, right. I, mean, I, bet, like, I bet there's the, worse The child images. also wasn't that young. You know, like the, the child in the image looks like it's like he's five or something. And the, and the kids that they, they slit the throats of were 14. Oh. Yeah, big, big, big difference. And also, as I saw mm. pointed out online, um, they haven't thrown a gun on the ground as well. <laughs> <laughs> next to the child. They haven't placed an AK 74 next to the, the child. In the back of the lamb. <laughs> a oh set of binoculars. Uh, so. <clears throat> He said his government, which had been at odds with Beijing over a range of trade actions taken by China against Australian exports over the course of this year, was conveying its outrage directly to the Chinese ambassador to Australia and would also contact Twitter. Mods! Mods! (laughs) (laughs) They would also contact... (laughs) I love this so much. They would contact Twitter to demand it take down the post, quote, in the interest of decency. I've seen Twitter. people's holes on Twitter. There is no. Yeah, I, like I, I've seen so much furry art. Like, I, who can I speak to about getting compensation for having seen that shit? Oh, uh, are we talking about furry oh, wait, art? Because um, uh, wait, is, is this a pro furry podcast? Yeah, um, I think uh, so. I think we sure. might come around. Sure. Um, <laughs> one, one of the things that tickled me the most. I have to go. <laughs> was um. Uh, beloved Australian icon, uh, kind of weird guy, um, Father Bob. Uh, I used to follow him, but he kind of started retweeting some very strange stuff. Um, Not strange was him retweeting um, an image that was like, God, I wish I remember. It was it was two guys hugging or something like that. And it's like, you know, this is a beautiful image. But what he didn't realize was it was a GIF. And as you, <laughs> if you play the GIF, like one of the guy's um, dick began to – and the, uh, this furry art as well uh, – <laughs> began to enlarge and like rupture out of its pants. <laughs> And he clearly didn't realise that it was. Oh, I can't believe the, I missed it. The thumbnail. Of it. Was this in response to the the, the China tweet? <laughs> I'm gonna try and find that. All right, uh, oh, keep boy. going. Um, I guess the point being, though, 
I'm not sure it's going to work to appeal to the decency of notoriously decent platform Twitter. Yeah, so decent. Uh, also, can everyone please stop sending me that like furry art where it's like two planes having sex? <laughs> I've seen it and I don't want to see any more of it. <laughs> so, Twitter, Twitter being the platform that, of course, uh, you know, had Donald Trump on there doing like uh, lots of anti-China race baiting stuff and all sorts yeah. of flat out flat out lies for four years straight until he was finally losing the election and then they were like hey we're decent we're gonna f- <laughs> we're gonna flag this for decency we're gonna keep it on said, there but flag like, it mm. I, like I, I, d- I doubt jack like the like rasputin like looking and acting <laughs> dude is like you know probably gonna be like oh you know the fair is fair for china though like he's probably just sitting there being like oh yeah whatever <laughs> whatever this is getting engagement. Get a lot of, <laughs> my metrics. Lot of clicks. My metrics the numbers are, are going up. Line go up. Get a lot of clicks through here. And uh, just a very important uh, clarification. It was a dragon man that busted his underpants off. <laughs> Hello. It's me, Ben, uh, from this podcast. Merriam-Webster defines a podcast as a program made available in digital format for automatic download over the internet. And that simply could not be more true. If you like what we do and want more of this podcast made available to you in digital format for automatic download over the internet, simply go to patreon.com slash Vista and hit the enormous red button that says subscribe. For five US dollars a month, you get access to our weekly bonus episodes, our entire archive of bonus episodes, our exclusive Discord server, and an RSS feed of both bonus episodes and free episodes that doesn't have these ads in them. That sweet, sweet subscriber cash allows me to do this show full time without having to get a real job, and frankly, that whips to me. The other guys also get some money or whatever, but I don't really care. Anyway, check that out if it sounds good to you. Love you. Uh, prior to the release of the Burton Report earlier this month, Morrison called Afghanistan's president, Ashraf Ghani, and, quote, expressed his deepest sorrow over the misconduct by some Australian troops. Sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. Sorry. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, We're- your son got his throat slit and we dumped him in a river mm. like a bag of cats. We did a we did a fifteen year long uh, fatal oopsie. Mm. Earlier, Morrison told reporters in Canberra, "Quote: The Chinese government should be totally ashamed of this post. It is a false image, uh, and no a, shit, <laughs> and a terrible slur on our great defence forces and the men and women who have served in that uniform for over one hundred years." Um, there are undoubtedly tensions that exist between China and Australia, but this is not how you deal with them. Do you think they're trying to deal with them, or no? Now, well, I mean, he is trying to deal with them. He keeps, like, calling China and they won't return his calls. And he says, come on. Hey. This, uh, again, on. we got a stellar example of the diplomacy of Scott Morrison here. Morrison again called for a resumption of talks between Australian and Chinese government ministers, which have been frozen since earlier this year after Beijing objected to Morrison government's forthright calls for an independent global investigation into COVID-19 origins. Huh. Hmm, okay, important stuff there. So, the Wuhan virus. Following this through, um, so he came at the king. And he missed? He seems to have missed. I feel mm. like he missed. Morrison indicated he had also sought talks with the Chinese president, Xi Jinping. He said he hoped this rather awful event might, quote, lead to the type of reset where this dialogue can be restarted without condition that we can sit down and start talking sensibly. Nothing opens the Chinese government up to a nice conversation more than calling them 
are awful and shameful and diminished on the world mm. stage and everything. Demanding they everyone unfollow China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got like a, a cancelling like um, Instagram story up on the mm-hmm. DFAT website. Uh, yeah. Instagram. Getting a lot of Can't DMs about China. Can't believe still following China. <laughs> Chinese foreign minister turning their avatar black. <laughs> now, now that now that like the bait has been taken, hook, line, and sinker, Morrison has come out, got himself extremely mad about the the doctored picture. Um, at no point did he say during any of that. Yeah, we appear to have done a lot of really fucked up stuff, and we're we're trying to deal with that. And this isn't right, helping. Just completely ignoring that. Ignoring that, uh, it's just like, hey. And also, we're not going to apologize for that on the world stage, just by the way. We're not going to diminish no. ourselves on the world stage. It's the meme. You guys should say sorry. <laughs> this, this is where it really starts to take off. From Global Times editor, Hu Zhijin. Uh, this is an editorial that he wrote in the Chinese state-owned newspaper, Global Times. <clears throat> Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Zhao Lijian on Monday posted a Twitter, uh, posted on Twitter a cartoon circulating on Chinese social media platforms condemning Australia's troops' murder of 39 innocent Afghans. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison was very angry about it, accused Zhao of offending his country, and demanded an apology from China. I was really shocked and disgusted. How could this Australian PM be so ridiculously arrogant to pick on Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson's condemnation against the murder of innocent people? Is the murder fake news? (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Shouldn't the illustrator have made the cartoon? Didn't the Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson have the right to repost that cartoon to censure Australian troops' murder of innocent Afghan civilians? I love it. They've immediately pivoted to, oh, murder is good now? Mm. You like murder? God. It is so depressing to watch us just get reeled in. Like someone's just miming a fucking fishing rod motion at us (laughs) from thousands of kilometers away. Uh Uh, He continues to absolutely go in on Australia here. The Australian government's many moves have made Australia more and more like a rural-urban continuum in Western civilization, where rogues and outlaws run wild. Dude, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 Like, no one, no one says shit that like mean in Australia. You know, like we're all just like, you guys were like, you know, pushing up the glasses on the 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 nose, like you know, like you guys are fucking mean, like you know, you are diminished on the world stage, and they're like, you're a fucking dumb redneck. Dickhead, like <laughs> your country's one big parking lot. God, you live in a fucking urban continuum in Western civilization. Fucking hell, so good. Uh, whenever the leader of the West is up to something bad, it just needs to come to this place and hire some hatchet men. Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm renouncing my Australian citizenship. <laughs> no, man, it goes so hard. He continues, Afghanistan is so far away from Australia geographically, but Australian soldiers have killed as many as 39 innocent people there. Morrison should kneel down on the ground, slap himself in the face, (laughs) and kowtow to apologize to Afghans. All this should be done on a live telecast. 
Hell I'd argue yeah. with that. That yeah, sounds dude. so good. I'd watch the fuck out of that. That'd be like <laughs> the most like, watched pay per view ever. Like, who the fuck is like? Who's that? Like, um, that dumb MMA dude, Conor McGraw. Conor like, McGregor. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> 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 like, get out of here! Like, it's gonna be fucking Scott Morrison slapping himself in the slapping face. Slapping himself. No matter what harsh words people use on them for the murder, the Australian government should have accepted it. How dare they talk back and say they are offended? Mm. The Morrison administration is the political hatchet man hired by the US akin to a mafia. Oh, fuck. Woo! <laughs> I feel there like is mafia no <laughs> is just like a little bit too nice for us. Like we're like a little bit too dumb for that. Yeah, we're not that <laughs> organized. Like we're more of a bikey gang kind of thing. Yeah. Well, even even bikey gangs like have hierarchies and are organized. Like we're just like a like a bunch of dumb fuckheads with like metal poles. Yeah, basically. I think we're definitely <laughs> the lead pipe guys. Yeah. There is no remedy in Western culture that could save them. They should be sent to the temples in Thailand, Myanmar, or China's Yushan, get their hair shaved and chant scriptures and be taught not to kill people first things first. Fucking hell. Woo! (laughs) This this guy's bringing the fire. Oh, they should (laughs) recite the Analects and be taught that one should not impose on others what he himself does not desire. Such Mm. an education of Eastern civilization is expected to hear their evil minds and murderous mentality. Australian troops and fleets should leave Asia and the coastal waters of the Asian continent. More precisely, they should run as far as they can. The Morrison administration is making Australia provocative and wanting a spanking. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, Daddy. Took a Daddy turn G. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um and look. Wow. Wow. Like All right. <laughs> fair enough. Do you think Peter Van Onselen can write anything that like fucking cutting? Absolutely not. <laughs> Certainly not. Oh god. Well, even like, you know, and Andrew Bolt's stuff is full of um uh, harsh shit for other countries and other races and everything but it's just dumb it's just him like re- rewriting Lauren Southern replacement theory posts uh, like none of it's none of it's actually got like what kills me with this article is just all the parts where it's like you just follow the US around and do whatever and it's, it's very hard true. as an Australian not to read that and go yeah 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 it's embarrassing it's true. I mean, the big thing with this is I don't know how many people would have even known that we were still in Afghanistan because it's fucking ridiculous, you know? It's been going for so yeah, long. Yeah, or worse, mm-hmm. just accepted that we're always in Afghanistan. We're just always there. Yeah. We just live there now. <laughs> well, I, I was reading this whole thing as well, a statement from Morrison where he was saying basically, oh, um, look, there's been some misunderstandings and some misinterpretations of some of the things that we've done. As, you know, people have been misunderstanding things and they think that we will just side with the US in every matter over everything. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's because you fucking do. I did actually see one example where we didn't do that. And that was um, when Maurice Payne was in the US uh, recently and like Mike Pompeo, their um, secretary of state, I think, um, it was like he said something like, yeah, China is like, you know, creating this fucking virus. And she like declined to like be like, yeah, we think Australia, uh, we think China made the virus. And um, that was used as an example in an AFR piece of like how we don't always <laughs> agree with Jeez. the US. <laughs> So brave. Uh, yeah, we are. Good on you, Maurice, for being quiet. Yeah. So brave. 
Um, so the the posting has continued. With- <laughs> <laughs> This is the good shit. This is the one good of the shit. best tweets of 2020. I yeah, feel. I think so. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Senator Marsha Blackburn, U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn, has tweeted: "China has a 5,000-year history of cheating and stealing. Some things will never change." Dot dot dot. This has earned her a reply from uh, again marked as China state-affiliated media accounts uh, Chen Weihua, and he writes, "Bitch." Bitch (laughs) That is the entirety of the post Uh, Mm -hmm. He did follow up though He went back for another taste Went back for 12.30am Going back for more bitch (laughs) It's so funny It's like he's walked out of the pub And he's gone fucking hang on Just another thing (laughs) Oh haven't we all Like he who was without sin You know like Yeah (laughs) Oh. He's he's come back 12.30 a.m. Going back <laughs> for more anti-US imperialism. Uh, and he has put another reply on her same tweet saying, This is the most racist and ignorant US senator I have seen. Full stop. A lifetime bitch. <laughs> A lifetime bitch. It sounds That's- like his mum like told him to get off the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, you are a lifetime, <laughs> lifetime bitch. God, it's so... Uh, they oh, they dig so deep hell. and easily. And the funny thing, like, the the original tweet, she, you don't... Like, she just made it super racist for no good reason. Mm, you can just point absolutely. to any of China's current and ongoing actual, actual atrocities, but you just choose to make it racist and leave yourself well, like, wide and truly uh, open to be to being just called a bitch. <laughs> dunked on it's why do we line up for this why do we let this happen it's like let's not forget as well like america was literally stolen as well like it's like fucking manifest destiny the genocide oh, yeah. of the, like the indigenous people there like and they fucking stole hawaii as well <laughs> like, yeah, little thievy grubby little mitts on like Nobody half the fucking like, continent that's right like we no one has any business throwing any stones whatsoever but if you are going to fucking post at least make it as powerful as that God damn. <laughs> Just call she a bitch. <laughs> well, and you, you raise you raise a point here, Theo, which is, uh, so part of the response in Australian media, here's a front page on the Daily Telegraph. So, um, so they have a, you know, their wonderful graphical style. They have an iPhone on the cover that has the, the tweet with the photo saying, you know, uh, we're shocked by this murder. You should be held to account. Um, they have put that on the front page in the corner, and then the entire front page is a massive blown-up photo of the iconic um, man with a briefcase standing in front of all the tanks in Tiananmen Square. And they have put a thing on there that says, Shocked by the murder of Chinese civilians and students by Chinese soldiers, we strongly condemn such acts and call for holding them accountable. P.S. This photo is real. And then the headline... Cop it, tweet. Which again, a bizarre. It's it's like Jim said. It's in another language. What the fuck is <laughs> "cop it, tweet" supposed to mean? Well, it's just supposed to mean "cop it, sweet." But oh, with, with tweet, fucking hell. Put in as we a, need a we need a moratorium on fucking puns and headlines. Yeah, I'm so sick yeah. of that shit. Just try like alliteration or something else. Just literally anything else. 
But this is the perfect example of what I've seen all over Twitter in the wake of this, which is for anybody like myself who has said on Twitter, well, A, it's very funny. And B, they've kind of, they have a point, you know. Um, the response from, like, uh, white people in Australia has basically been, uh, got any thoughts about Tiananmen Square? <laughs> Checkmate. That's like, like, that's fucking Reddit, like, fucking China policy. Like, that's what people on fucking Reddit do. Whenever they start talking about TikTok or something, they're like, well, we're just going to post photos of Xi looking like a, like a, what's his name? The, um, uh, Winnie the Pooh. Like me, you Pooh. know, like, that's their fucking, that's all they have. And they're like, oh, well, what about Tiananmen Square? And they post it every time. Like, um, there's an article about, like, uh, Reddit being bought by Tencent. They, like, just, like, upvote Tiananmen Square all the way to the top. So, like, <laughs> They're not, like, calling, like, fucking senators bitches like the, the Chinese um, uh, state media are. They're just, like, doing the, the Reddit, like, upvotes to the top, you know, like, it's fucking lame shit. I hate it. And, and also, I, I think there's, a, there's another point here in that um, we don't seem willing to actually raise any of the new kind of Chinese atrocities. We have to kind of just go and relitigate the old ones because I think mm. diplomatically... Um, no, no. We, um, Peter Van Onselen and um, Phil Corey did. They both raised it. Oh, they did? They were both like, yeah, they were like, oh, actually, maybe not Phil, I'm not sure. But like, they were both like, um, well, what about all your atrocities? I was like, fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it, it is, however, the classic thing of like, well, you can't say anything about this unless you also make a statement about Uyghurs. And it's yeah. like, number one, yeah. very stupid. And I'm I'm not uh, across absolutely every issue in the world enough, but mm -hmm. I can say that these tweets are very funny. Yeah. Um, but it you know it does come across that th as that thing of like, it's ridiculous. You as an Australian, you should not have to make statements about like every negative act committed by another country before you're allowed to say, I think it's bad when my own country does war crimes. 100%. Yeah, That's the thing so stupid. Which you they haven't like, seemed to have said at all in any of this. Yeah, you, sh you shouldn't have to be, like, uh, fucking condemning what other countries do. And the thing that is very funny to me about this specifically is that this is very clearly the response from people who just, like, don't look at the news or have any concept of anything that's happened in mm -hmm. the last 20 years because Tiananmen Square was in 1989. <laughs> that's really a long time ago. That is, that is for like a whole bunch of Daily Telegraph readers, that is the most current reference in their mind for bad thing China, China did. <laughs> China bad. Mm. Remember? Remember when you were a kid? <laughs> Remember when you were in university? <laughs> Remember and when I wasn't alive? <laughs> Your wife still loved you? <laughs> uh, of course, there's there's other sources of Australian media we need to check in on. Uh, mm -hmm. This is from speaking of wife guys. This is from Seafoot uh, <laughs> Oval on Twitter. Um, Mark Plummer has posted to the Facebook group Perth Have a Whinge eighteen plus <laughs> oh, unrestricted. So funny! Holy shit! If oh you wanted God. to show an alien uh, Australian <laughs> culture. <laughs> I cannot oh think of a better place to go than the Perth Have a Whinge 18 plus no, unrestricted no. Facebook group. I'm, I'm in fucking Bundaberg Forum Uncensored. It's the funniest <laughs> shit. Like, cunts are, like, trying to, like, sell weed and, like, you know, like, every time someone, like, tries to sell weed, they're like, oh, I'm going to call the police. And then they get extremely mad. It's hilarious. Sorry. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, so, Mark Plummer has posted. And again, he's posting this like someone in China is listening. <laughs> like, like there's a like there's a lot of members of the Chinese uh, Communist Party 
in the Perth Have a Whinge 18 plus unrestricted yeah, Facebook sort of group. Like oh, hushed tones, a whole bunch of uh, like uh, Chinese agents in front of computers. One of them goes, fuck, we've lost the Perth Have a Whinge 18 plus unrestricted group. <laughs> so Mark, Mark Plummer posts, China, you want us to apologize and make reparation to Afghan, no H, families on behalf of... <laughs> On behalf of Rough Soldiers War Crimes. Rough Soldiers War Crimes. Yep. Sorry, rough Soldiers War Crimes. Uh, take that as you will, whether it is that the soldiers themselves were a bit rough or the war crimes were. Uh, fair enough, but we're already doing that. Mm, are we? N- no, are we? I don't think now, that we are. I missed that, I think. Yeah, well, got get RMIT fact check on it. Yeah, there was a, I think one of the recommendations of that report was that we should just immediately seek to, like, pay reparations to the families mm. of, of all the people that the SAS murdered uh, without waiting for the outcome of, like, criminal trials and all that sort of stuff. It hasn't actually happened. Um, now, you apologize and make reparation for your state-sanctioned murder of 3,000 students at... Tiananmen Square. I haven't heard one word of apology regarding COVID-19. 130... Oh, Jesus Christ. No, no, it was... Well, it's 130, comma, and then four zeros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I don't even know how to make that a number. <laughs> uh, is, or is that 1.3 million, I guess? I believe it's, it's 1.3 okay. million. Sure. 130,000 people dead, billions of people in financial ruin, and you, instead of apologizing, see fit to attack us and others. You really are a package. Uh, Look, I don't want to be classist or anything, but, like, <laughs> you know, like, the, fa- the, the, the sheer amount of poor spelling in that is incredible. Like, I don't think you'd be able to get the cap off a bottle of bleach. Even COVID-19, <laughs> you couldn't even get COVID right. <laughs> Uh, so there is a reply to Mark that uh, uh, from Nick Ilamo that says, "Aren't you the guy who drove a truck with his tipper stood up into the GE bridge? <laughs> Fuck, mate, you got some balls bitching on social media." <laughs> uh, oh fuck! I love that so much. Hey, <laughs> oh my god! I just I can't get over it. And uh. we have confirmation here with an article that says Mark Plummer, fifty-five, crashed his truck into a six-meter highway overpass in Perth. <laughs> There is footage from the uh, from God like the damn. security camera on the highway Holy of the shit. truck driving along with its tipper all the way up. Uh, <laughs> cr- the crash sheared the trailer and tray off and caused a kilometers long traffic jam. Oh, dude, I shouldn't have gone so early with my bleach thing. That's way dumber. It's so good. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful stuff, and we oh. love to see it. Oh, we sure do. Oh, thank you, Australia, for your reasonable responses to everything. Yep. And um, I guess before we get out of here, to, to wrap up, we needed to check in uh, on war crime real estate. So, <laughs> so, Jim, you used to write for Domain, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. For my sins. Well, so you will be familiar with the uh, realestate.com.au way of life. Kind of, kind of like yeah. evil domain. Yeah, actually, like um, as evil as like, you know, more evil than you can, you know, be of like someone profiting off the real estate market. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's the the more evil version of us. Yes. Uh, So this is from the Courier Mail by way of realestate.com.au. 
Embattled war hero Ben Robert Smith puts Queensland estate up for sale. Oh, how much work is the word embattled Embattle- doing? Yeah. Australian <laughs> media yeah. I mean, we can every move day. Into like. it, yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's like reported on like a football player that's torn his ACL. And he might have <laughs> torn his ACL you know, when he allegedly kicked that Afghani prisoner <laughs> off the cliff. I don't know. No way don't, of knowing. Don't sue me, Ben Robert Smith. I have. Allegedly. 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 Parody. Oh my god, the spider tattoo and the kick him off the cliff. I just put it together. Um, Allegedly (laughs) kick him off the cliff. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I also like, I loved this article because for me it is the absolute purest encapsulation of of the way that Australian media chooses to choose their stories on what Mm. they're going to write about and how they're going to frame it. Um, Because uh, just, just read the first sentence of this article because... It is to me just a. It's an exercise uh, in whiplash, in tonal whiplash. Yeah, and I'm going to help illustrate that with the power of my voice, considering that this is an audio format. <laughs> Embattled war hero Ben Robert Smith has put his stunning Queensland hinterland <laughs> estate on the market <laughs> as he fights war crime allegations. Holy Jesus. fuck. Imagine oh. writing that and not immediately. Redacted yourself, like oh, just, just going. Well, this is. Yeah. Going, no, I, I, I got to take actually, a second pass. I can, offer, I can offer some. Uh, do your second pass, and I'll I'll give you some insight into how these things happen. Please. <laughs> okay. Go, well, how how would you how would you potentially rewrite this line, <laughs> Jim? Look, I probably wouldn't say the the alleged war criminal's house is stunning. I mean, that was that's probably <laughs> what I would um that'd be my first thing. Also, if um someone asked me to write this, I'd probably laugh in their face until they went away. <laughs> How do you think this was pitched? Uh, it was one hundred percent. They would have just been like, um, they like they would have found out that his house was up for sale. Like they want to write the story because like it's going to do numbers, um, and then to to be able to write the story, um, they have to get the real estate agent on side. Or you know, actually, you know what? You don't really have to. Um, you can you can definitely do it um, if it's all public knowledge. You can get the the records of who owns the house and everything. Um, so essentially. Um, they probably were like, okay, we all, we want to have a quote from um, the uh, Ben Robert Smith and his wife, and we also want to have a quote from the real estate agent, so we can't be too mean. So what they would have done there is um, they would have been like, okay, look, we won't talk about the kicking the Afghani guy off the cliff, but we will talk about how nice your house is, so you'll be in the story. Is that okay? And, and then Ben Robert Smith presumably like um, would have been like, oh, yeah, I guess it's all right. And then um, <laughs> like uh, the real estate agent then was like, okay, cool. This will get you lots of exposure. Lots of people look at your house. They might buy it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's um, that's pretty much how that goes, and that's why they're in there. But, I mean, if, if I would have uh, not laughed in my um, – Really lovely editor's face. And Elizabeth, if you're listening, I would never laugh in your face. You're really nice. Um, I probably would be like, I'm not going to use any quotes from um, uh, an alleged war criminal or their real estate agent. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You can you can just about write that story without that and it would still do the numbers and it still would, would go just as well. Embattled trucker Ivan Malat sells <laughs> <laughs> See, I personally, I wouldn't be more likely to buy a war criminal's house. I feel like this is this is bad for the market, but no, I'm no, no. real estate um, agent. I, I reckon, um, like, this is Queensland we're talking about. Like, there's gonna there's gonna be some no, like yeah, a bunch of like dickheads fucked. who are like, 
like who you know like uh uh war crime apologists like they're like you know oh but our diggers and like that's the only thing that goes through their head like 24 7 so they'll be like i'll buy your house ben i'll help you take up your ill-advised defamation lawsuit no worries <laughs> and like that, that'll be it like I, I i don't doubt it will probably help i just have you know, well just- that that's what billionaire kerry stokes is already doing yeah isn't that what he sounds like Probably. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, don't even worry about it, Ben. Oh, Benno. Don't even. Oh. Hey, I'll sort it out. Give him a big cool. checkbook out. I still write checks for some reason. <laughs> very old. Very fucking old. Uh, <laughs> this guy is fronting up the money. So, so get this. He is both the. He's like the. What is he? The chairman of the board of the Australian War Memorial. Um, yes. Yeah. And well, is he is also. The- personally funding the defense he's also said i will personally fund the defense of all of the soldiers accused of these war crimes um and he's Kerry been fronting- Stokes is channel seven right yeah yeah so, so he yeah. also gave ben robert smith a job ben robert smith was the general manager of seven queensland where i used to work as well so he was also like kind of my boss at one stage um wow. Yeah, so he he was also like directly employed him at one stage, and like you know he just like swanned in to be the general manager of a, a television. Um, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, Channel Seven alleged war criminal. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, well, he also um, he's also. It's my understanding that uh, Ben Robert Smith has given Kerry Stokes like his Victoria Cross and a bunch of his medals and stuff as collateral for the personal loan that he's given him to fund his defamation case. And then he's like, yeah, and then if he if he loses or he can't pay or whatever, just some more sweet medals for my collection because apparently I'm a big, big military buff fucking freak. The system works. Yep. <clears throat> the Victoria Cross recipient bought the five-bedroom, two-story home in Ilkley in the Sunshine Coast hinterland for $1.45 million in 2015. But the sprawling property is set to fetch more than that when it goes to auction next month. And just as a reminder, Fairfax's series of reports details six unlawful killings alleged to have been <laughs> carried out by Robert Smith. Please continue. The Robert Smiths <laughs> fell in love with the property's <laughs> private setting when oh they moved to the Sunshine Coast to pursue a work opportunity five years ago. It yeah, that's, probably, the, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. the one um, when he uh, joined Channel 7. Quote, It's a magnificent area and a beautiful home, the couple said. I'm having a stroke. And then they, and then they took a big sip of coffee and said, Unfortunately, due to changes in our employment, lifestyle and our children's school the time is right for us to move back to brisbane and sell so jim could you perhaps take a guess as to what a potential change in their lifestyle might look like hmm um i don't know (laughs) could it be could it be uh (laughs) that suddenly it was revealed that there were credible accusations against you about uh war crimes you may have committed i think it might be the war crimes Hmm. (laughs) i think the lifestyle change is going to be that it's uh easier to get the kids to school on a bus when their dad is in prison. The family extended the house in 2015 and built an outdoor area featuring an infinity pool and pool house with a barbecue kitchen and dining setting. Oh, well, fucking good for you. It must be fucking nice being a war criminal, huh? It's profitable, apparently. Uh... Sunshine Coast hinterland properties have been in strong demand with buyers seeking a tree change since COVID-19. 
The listing of Mr. Robert Smith's home comes just days after the release of a damning inquiry into the behaviour of elite Australian oh, wow. troops in the Middle East. How straight on the market, huh? Just slide <laughs> that I, in can there. Can I just say uh, that I was surprised that they even managed to get that in? Like, Very I, I, I reckon mm. BRS would be like on the phone being like, hey, what the hell? What? You said you wouldn't mention that shit? Um, or like Kerry Stokes himself, maybe. I don't know. Like that, that honestly um, surprised me. I thought it would be way more of a, a like a, a love up, like love fest. Oh, bloody come down to your office and figuratively kick you off a cliff. <laughs> um, I will allegedly kick you off a cliff. Uh, and then they just wrap this up, put a little button on it. Mr. Robert Smith has denied any wrongdoing during his time in Afghanistan or Iraq. It really didn't seem like it was that salient to the sale of the property, did it? No, and I also love to give an alleged war criminal the last word in my article about uh, his real estate as well. And his alleged war crimes. Mm-hmm. Very so, you know, we're cool. Gonna, we're going we're gonna to wrap this one up by saying allegedly, allegedly, allegedly several more times just to cover all of the stuff that we talked about. Um, no defamation lawsuits for us. You know? Please, God. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I don't pray, but maybe I will today. <laughs> so, Jim, uh, thank you for joining us. If people want to either hear more of you or send defamation proceedings your way, where- uh, please don't do the second thing. <laughs> I don't have a, a billionaire uh, boss who will back me. That's right. Um, uh, you can uh, find me at the Jim Malo, and you spell Malo M A L O on Twitter. Um, I also host um, a, a radio show that's on every Monday um, for the next four weeks. Um, so it's on at twelve on Triple R, um, which you can listen to online. Um, and I write things for Junkie, so you can find my words there. They're usually pretty good. What's the radio show called? Oh, didn't I say that? Shit. Um, it's called Vocal Minority. There you go. Look for that. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks, Jim. No Lots worries. of fun thanks having you. Me. Yeah, it's been good. I hope I did my best. It was yeah. good. And, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we'll have uh, a whole funny show next week <laughs> instead of <laughs> having to front load all the war crimes. Yeah, I'm glad we did that at the start because the shit posting was quite funny. Yeah, you gotta you gotta eat your vegetables. You gotta have you know? a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's if the lesson. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Yeah, that's just right. like that always says. Oh boy. Well, that's us signing off, and we will catch everybody later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.